0: Hey, welcome back to Let Them Eat Takes. We're so glad to have you here listening. If you liked last week's episode, then you're probably going to like this one because we pretty much exclusively talk college football from Labor Day weekend. We're going to talk about... What extra special treatment we can give cupcake teams that win their pay games. We're going to be talking about Duke mayonnaise and the Georgia Clemson Duke's mayonnaise special. We're going to be talking about some weird stuff Brian Kelly said after his team's win over Florida State. And is it boring to be an Alabama fan now? We'll answer all these questions and more on Let Them Eat Takes.
1: Welcome to Let Them Eat Takes, sports podcast for the Outrage Air. I'm Jonathan, joined by Scotty and Justin E. We were just talking about um, Louisville's, Bonjour, everyone. Louisville's Britney Spears jerseys last night.
0: Um, pod me, baby, one more time. Pray what? Pray,
1: oops, tell oops, me oops about they these. did it again. Yeah, oops. They that's, told me about that's these. Our,
2: that's our spinoff pod where we lobby to free. Britney again free her.
0: She needs to be refreed. Leave her alone or free her.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we're going to support people that want to free her and leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Can I feel help? like I feel like this podcast
0: intro is like the uh, the bootleg version you get off the streets where someone someone uh, translated it to English from another language but did one to one. <laughs> give me podcast one more time oops
1: I let her free again <laughs> that's what her dad says oops I let her free again <laughs> oh bad. so we had the, let me tell you week one the fans provided the takes baby they provided the takes and the outrage week one of college football did not disappoint from that standpoint
0: so, so why are uh, we here why do, Why are we here? If they gave all the takes,
1: no, no, no. they provided the bad takes, dude. <laughs> Um, so we're I figured we'd recap each game via the bad tweet slash take slash message board post slash what have you. So I don't know where you want to get started. Does anyone want to get started on a certain game? I don't know if I. We We can get started
2: at the the very top with uh. Number one, Alabama, who opened with Miami at a neutral site. Miami ranked 14th, looking to come in there and uh, make it a game. And we have to us from Ryan Clark, former NFL player of LSU, who says, I wonder how it feels to be an Alabama alum and never have any anxiety on a Saturday. Must be peaceful. So, uh, yeah, infer away as to how that game went.
1: <laughs> oh
0: my yeah. gosh, yeah. I can't say anyone was surprised at what happened in Atlanta that night. Derek King no. on the run for his life, Alabama punishing on both sides of the ball. What was the foul score?
1: 41 13.
2: Uh, 44 13. Yeah, here's my
1: question. Here's my question I totally understand, I, I get this take, and I, I totally agree. But if you're a Bama fan, how do you get so mad when you lose if you don't ever if you don't have that much pent up anxiety in the first place? Like they get, they're obviously beside themselves when they lose anything. Sometimes when they win by like a small margin, they're pissed off. I don't know. I just don't, I just don't see where the where the anger comes from if they're they're never they're never stressed out. Like what what is there to worry about? If you, if you
0: demand perfection all the time, and anytime there's any level of imperfection, like. Oh my gosh, he punted it 10 yards short of his coverage team. Like, how this, this is a disgrace. Bear Bryant's rolling in his grave. Or, oh no, the wide receiver had to stop to catch the ball and he got a 20 yard gain instead of a 45 yard gain.
2: Like, well, this is a disgrace. I, I literally I saw a video yesterday of some lady, the Alabama fan, watching the game. They started throwing stuff at the TV when something wasn't ruled an interception. And I think Miami was up like 44 to three and it was the fourth quarter or something like this. She's like yelling and screaming at the TV about the riffs. Oh my God. So,
0: I mean, it's a religion and a drug at this point. Like, I, I like, is there any college football fan base that wouldn't go this rabidly insane in some corners if this happened to their program?
2: Like. Well, Justin, I heard this one other approach for dealing with this. What's that? Uh, picking up rooting for a lesser team so that you can have somebody <laughs> to actually be concerned about.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good catch. Yeah, I went through the the replies of that tweet, and that was probably my favorite one. Uh,
1: Wait, what was the reply? I missed
0: that. It's this guy. So, in response to the Ryan Clark tweet, this is an Alabama fan tweeting this. He said, "I picked up rooting for a lesser second team because of how boring it was to watch Alabama okay. to just okay. steamroll." All right. Which I know that's like a that's it's, like it's
1: pretty
2: funny it's, it's, He didn't a, actually do it. Yeah. So
1: I have I have a I have a pretty good friend who's a Bama fan and he's maybe kind of warm up to the maybe. But when I hear stuff like that, <laughs> I'm like, <sighs>
0: here's what I've gathered talking to Alabama fans is they do like they, it, winning hasn't like got completely boring for them. But it's not as fun as rubbing it in other people's faces. And it's definitely, it doesn't feel as good as the, uh, the, the, the overwhelming feeling of positivity of a win does not exceed the storm of negativity should they falter and lose to like Utah or somebody. Like that hurts even
2: more, maybe. Well, they would never use to Luta, lose to Utah. Wow. Luta, now that I love one. It. Yeah. Utah, baby. That. That's what happens when they drop them L's. Um, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they would, yeah, they would never lose to Utah because Nick Saban always has his team prepared, and he would never get upset or lose a game he's not supposed to. I know this because every time you lose a game you're not supposed to, people are like, this is why you're Nick Saban, who never gets upset and loses to Utah and Ole Miss and Auburn and Auburn and Ole Miss. <laughs> I don't forget South Carolina that one year with Steve. Oh, Garcia. yeah. Yeah, Stephen Garcia, uh, Heisman got, Trophy winning NFL Hall of Fame, got, Stephen yeah. Garcia, right? You know, I'm
1: going to bring it up in Louisiana Monroe. And
2: yeah. To them. Oh, and we don't. Not- uh, first, yeah, I, I give first years a pass, but
1: I don't. Not it's when it not- compares it to 9-11. I always bring that up because, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Guys,
2: have you seen the shirt for uh, El Asico, that's coming up. This is the Iowa Iowa State rivalry game. Yeah. Oh, baby, I got to find oh this. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, they're going, game day is going there this weekend, right? Yeah. Game day is going there. I believe it's on 9 11 this Saturday. Ooh. And Oof. they have a shirt that has like the Twin Towers on it for the rivalry. No. I could not believe it.
1: No. Oh,
2: don't fail me now, Twitter. No, they don't. Anyway, I'll find and show you guys later. It's wild get them out of here they did not, so, uh, so we could recap one of the other games, yeah uh, via I think, takes I think,
1: I think uh the next one we should go to is there was a theme I don't know if you, I mean even know if there are two or three uh occurrences a theme or or anything but there was a theme of um big programs paying a lot of money to have a really bad team come beat them, oh lots of lots of bad upsets. <laughs> Um, here, I'll just, go, I'll just go over, and I want you to share this brilliant, this is a really brilliant take by Peter Peter Burns. Before you share that, Scotty, I'm going to go through and, and mention those who lost. Georgia Tech paid $1.1 to Northern Illinois, who came to beat them. Illinois paid UTSA a million um, to come get beat, and they did not beat them. <laughs> Washington paid Montana at six hundred and seventy five K and
0: lost. Um you gotta get Montana on a discount price. Hardly anyone lives up there. Their <laughs> yeah, Montana,
1: there Montana probably they, read that tweet going, Oh man, we could ask for more.
0: <laughs> they don't they don't have pig skins in Montana to throw around. They have actual piglets to throw around, which is probably why the offensive scoring was so low in that game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy who tw- tweeted the tweeted that summary said it's like paying someone to come to your house and punch you in the face. But what did it's, Peter? Uh, Burn- what did, basically what, did, what happened? What did Peter Burns say?
2: Yeah, so Peter Burns said uh, we should have a new rule: if you lose a pay game, a game where you pay someone to come to your place and get smacked around. The head coach should have to hand the winning coach one of those large, happy Gilmore golf checks during the postgame handshake. <laughs> write it in the contract. Man, I would yes. be so for that. That would make for just some amazing like video or some you know shots. Oh, so that might good. be
1: the only postgame thing I would ever watch. Like I don't even think it, I watched like trophy presentations.
2: So in all honesty, you know, Florida State, when they started their program, Right. Is that kind of famously, they were like an all girls school. And then once they became like a co-ed school and they had a football program, they're way behind other programs. They built it up out of nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. Bobby Bowden. Like, actually, they traveled any freaking where to play anybody all the time. Not like the teams that say that, but, you know, they were like playing peak 80s Nebraska at Nebraska four years in a row. Like that's the contract they signed up for, right? Literally wow. play anybody. It was it was nuts. But that's how at that time, not a lot of teams were on TV, right? Mm-hmm. So guess who's on TV every week? Notre Dame, Texas, Alabama, Nebraska, Florida State. Nobody Florida State, right? They built mm-hmm. their brand with that exposure. And, you right. know, lots of good program management and then eventually recruiting and blah, 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 right? If I was a smaller team trying to build my program, I would legit try and put this in the contract. <laughs> if you manage a win, you know how much like good free exposure that's worth for you?
1: That's so true. It
2: would go viral. Cause like this week you had a bunch of these random upsets, right? That's true. By the middle of the season, we're going to remember Georgia tech because that's closer to us, but we're going to have forgotten most of these random ones, Right. Right. if there was a freaking picture of the montana coach with some like shit-eating grin holding this like eight foot long check on the middle (laughs) of the field while the other team like moped off into the home locker room (sighs) we would never forget
1: that oh it's so good and and we 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 would get the opportunity to see what brian kelly would do when he snapped that check over his knee before presenting it (laughs)
2: Oh, man, the Brian Kelly thing was just the weirdest, dumbest thing after that game. The y'all yeah, con-
0: yeah, I'm still confused. What was going through his
2: mind and right. why did he
0: think that was good to say on TV?
2: Okay, so there's some history and context there. I think it was an old USC coach. This was like 70s, maybe maybe 60s. They asked him about the player's execution after a game where I guess they didn't like play that well. And he said something along the line. And he... Like jokingly responded in terms of actual physical death execution, not <laughs> like how they played on the field, right? So, Brian Kelly was basically like repeating that guy's phrase or like making a callback to that. It's so like a lot of people recognized, oh, this is him talking about this famous quote. But because Brian Kelly is just like a robot that has like sleep mode and angry yelling purple mode. It did not come <laughs> off with a lot of charisma, right? Instead, it was him being like, "Well, I don't know. Execution is important, and we should execute all our players, or something." <laughs> it's the same, like yeah, this, it was right? something
1: like we didn't execute, and he's like, "And it, I'm paraphrasing, he's something like, honestly, maybe I should just execute the players on my team, or something." It was, a okay. and then he kept on with the interview. Yeah, I mean, so
2: you know. he he tried to be slick and smooth, and it super did not work. The thing is. That's kind of all there is to it, right? It was like, okay, he tried to make a joke, flubbed it, because he's just an incredibly bad comedian.
1: Yeah, he's not funny. And
2: and we move on. There's like nothing to be mad about. Either way, whatever, right? Which uh, Amina you Kimes tell. had a really good take on that and just said that the Brian Kelly thing is peak 2021. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people mad about the possibility of other people being mad. Very few people actually mad. Everything is a culture war, and it's also boring. Oh, that's, so, that's true. so
1: true. That's so true. That's, that's the reason a- why I, I we thought about this show is for crap like this. Like I don't like Brian Kelly, but like I'm like, do people actually think he wants to execute his whole team? Like I'm sitting here, do I even have to ask this question? I'm rolling my eyes. Like this is so stupid. I mean,
2: yeah, Go I watch it.
1: Skip. I I watched
0: it and it just had cringy middle school geography teacher vibe trying to make a joke or something like that. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But okay, yeah, let's execute the players. No one expects the Irish Inquisition. Irish? Spanish? (laughs) I just did it. I just did it to you guys. I just referenced Monty Python.
1: Oh, Irish versus Notre Dame. See, now I'm slow. I don't know the joke. (laughs)
2: We should all be mad. We should be mad. mad.
1: Collectively mad.
2: You should be mad that
0: I would ever insinuate that the Irish people would start an inquisition on their favorite American
1: football team. So, I should say, uh, Notre Dame did beat Florida State in overtime, and they were up up 38 to 20-ish, and then Florida State put in another quarterback, and that quarterback kind of led them on a comeback.
2: They they started the comeback with their original quarterback, their starting quarterback, and then he got his helmet knocked off and had to come out for a play. That's and so Mackenzie Milton came in and first thing he did was like complete a pass on the sideline for like 20 yards. And
1: they, and they just him. left
2: him in and rode with it. And uh, Mackenzie Milton, you may remember, was the quarterback from UCF. Oh,
0: yeah. And they were I like really
2: killing it. Yeah. He had a really bad knee injury. So he um, got injured in 2019, missed all of the 2020 season. So that was like his first time back out on the field. So it's actually a pretty cool, pretty cool moment between him getting to play again. I mean, he's like taking snaps and they're throwing up quotes from the doctor on the screen. that was like, I'm not saying he'll never play again, but no one has ever played again after having this kind of injury. And it was like right there next to him, like playing on the field. So it was a pretty cool moment on a primetime holiday game that, Turned into a late comeback in overtime.
1: Yeah. Uh, I like
0: seeing Florida State be competitive too. Maybe it's because they're like the enemy of our enemies over in the, the sunshine state. It's, it's but, better, right?
1: Like yeah.
2: right now, the ACC is just yeah, boring.
1: They had, a, they had a rough week one.
2: Oh, yeah. They uh, had yeah. a suit. I mean, they're lucky that we don't do those uh, happy Gilmore checks.
1: They're <laughs> <laughs> very fortunate.
2: Yeah, yeah with me it, on it's much mind. better. It's much better when they have, you know, some of their bigger name programs like being competent and well-run and like sure they're Clemson's way ahead of everybody. I'm not expecting all their other programs to all of a sudden be perennial top five teams. Right. But yeah, if, if Florida state in Miami and Virginia tech were actually top 10, top 15 caliber teams that were like well-run stable you know stable you know teams year in and year out it would help a lot for the conference and it would make more exciting matchups right Mm -hmm. for sure and that's how it is i mean like if you go back i don't know all of the whole 10 years ago right to the big 10 and the big 10 was kind of a dump for a while and then what happened was that their like flagship programs started caring again and putting money into it and all like hired good coaches. And so I remember there was like a two year span or whatever, where Ohio State hired Urban Meyer and Penn State hired James Franklin and Michigan hired Harbaugh, you know, and they added Nebraska and Wisconsin was pretty solid and decent and Iowa's pretty solid and decent. But Iowa and Wisconsin, weren't enough to like lift up the conference, right? But as soon as you got like functional coaches at your big power schools, then your conference is right back to being a good conference. Obviously Harbaugh and Michigan hasn't like super worked out, but that's part (laughs) of the deal. Everybody can't be great at the same time because somebody has to lose those games. Someone's got to lose. But, so that's what my, that's what the ACC needs, right? You need to get a good coach and stability in place at Florida State, Miami, and Virginia Tech. You know, North Carolina has something going a little bit. You do that in addition to Clemson being, you know, perennial top three, top five, whatever, then uh, there'll be a fun conference again.
0: Yeah. Was it a, it wasn't a fun conference this weekend though, as we alluded earlier.
2: uh, it It was fun for some of us.
0: Fun for some of us who got to play the ACC. Even if you got to play the top dog in the conference, who are the Clemson Tigers? I guess
2: they're top cat.
1: Top cat, yeah. The top yeah. cat. Went the uh,
2: the best the best takes from that game were Clemson message board oh, takes that uh, circulated God. around on Twitter, and they were good. And you know, I mean, Dabo has famously been a uh, has famously said, "If they start paying players, I'll retire." Um, which, He's not shockingly, he did not give up his 8 or $10 million a year salary when that happened. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of Clemson fans, I think, not all, but a lot of Clemson fans feel the same way as their head coach. So after the game, um, you know, we saw this is what happens when you pay amateur athletes, you get BS on the field, too worried about that money and not reading defenses. Because famously, when you introduce money into the system, the product gets worse. That's how capitalism works. That's such
1: a bad take. (laughs) Right?
2: And then uh, we saw, we had one other one, which was this is in response to the Clemson offense. The Afghanistan withdrawal was a better plan. So there you go.
0: Man, if if Siraj Hashmi had got a hold of that person, he would tell him to throw their phone out the window then follow it
1: they need to lock their phone in the little clear plastic thing with a timer for 48 hours or a laptop whatever they use it's too much yeah man i
0: freaking love the message board geniuses twitter account they do they scour all of college football if you want to see the most harebrained paranoia basement dwellers Of your fan base, you will find them there. But man, they seem to spend a lot of time on Clemson for some reason.
1: They do, they do the God's work, so that most people don't scouring through all those message boards.
0: I forget that (laughs) that was Dabo's hot take for years. If they start paying his players, I'm quitting. Meanwhile, his starting quarterback is the spokesperson for Dr. Pepper, <laughs> going on screen to be like, "I'm the like, I'm the Dr. Like. Pepper quarterback of Fansville." In between getting sacked by Georgia's defense, what a juxtaposition!
1: I do not like Dabo. I don't care if I'm supposed to or not supposed to. I don't like that man. He can be very
2: grating, and he gets very old. I don't like. He it. he's one of those guys where like, he he really came from a really like poor background and had a lot of like hardship in life, that kind of thing, and was a walk-on at Alabama, a chip on his shoulder kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He still carries that chip on his shoulder. It's not really a chip. It's a big old boulder, right? <laughs> it serves him well in a lot of things when it comes to running that program. It gets old and tiresome when he has a chip on his shoulder because Clemson gets voted number two in the preseason some year, and he tries to tell everybody that nobody believes in little old Clemson. And it's like, everybody has Clemson in the national title game. You know, they literally a couple of years ago, right? They finished number one or number two after the regular season undefeated, and he was trying to say that they got there despite nobody believing in them, and they were like preseason number one. It's like there everybody believed in them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we all believed in you
2: so yeah Uh, that that part of his shtick gets old and then some of his complaints are just get recycled over and over again and you know said he would retire if they paid players and obviously did, did not but yeah i don't know if the money
0: yeah my, my favorite photo op from that whole game is him running out with the team and the, the L and the Clemson, because they have flags that spell out Clemson mm. in each individual letter. He's chasing the one that's the, the flag with a big letter L on it, and he's just ah. running, into,
1: running into that week one loss. That meme was classic. I, I did like uh, this reply to your first one about the BS, uh, like where the guy says, you get BS on the field, too worried about the money and not reading DF- defenses. The first reply is kind of what you were saying, Scott. It says it's a well-known fact that no player who has played for money has ever won a game of any kind, even professionals.
0: It's true. That's <laughs> My God, people true. are
1: so stupid.
0: Yeah, it only happens in Jerry Maguire. <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know where that came from. I don't. I definitely don't think the money was quite as distracting in that game as was the overabundance of Duke's mayonnaise just everywhere.
1: Why was there so much freaking mayonnaise? Like, I'm not a mayonnaise guy. I'm told by the mayonnaise people that Duke's is the creme de la creme of mayonnaise. Still, is there ever a reason to pour it all over your body? (laughs) <laughs> that guy got free tickets to the game man he did i, I was we were totally get a like, shower yeah too. hopefully somebody give him a shower like i don't know. I want to be in the box with this guy <laughs> you smell like grease get I, out of here i think they paid spencer
0: hall to eat a banana doused in mayonnaise because i saw something on his show where they were dunking
2: bananas and whole jars of duke's mayonnaise so there was the kentucky quarterback who recently had a video showing how he eats a banana which mm-hmm. is to let Um, it get a little overripe where it starts getting brown. And then he just eats the whole thing. He doesn't peel it. it He eats right through the skin because it has now gotten soft enough where he can chew through it. So anyway, because of the Duke's opening mayo classic shindig thing and the banana nonsense, that's how they ended up doing the uh, banana-nays, as they call
1: it. I will say the Duke's mayonnaise thing is really funny. It's a funny bit,
0: it is funny. Oh yeah. Well there, well done. Well there done. There
1: were fans in the stands with whole constitutional sized mayonnaise things just scooping into their mouths during the game. It was really gross.
2: Um I'm gonna give a quick rundown of a couple other games, right? Yep. Real quick. Some yep. some takes, some some just quick recaps. Uh, Ohio yep. State opened with Minnesota. Yep. Uh Minnesota's running back, possibly best player, out for the year. That's how that game went. Gosh. Um, yeah, North Carolina and Virginia Tech. Um, we already talked about how everything went as wrong as possible for the ACC, so there's your recap there. Um, Oklahoma played a close game with Tulane. I don't have a good tweet for that one, sadly. Uh, no, I did see. read a lot of
1: Spencer Radler hate, which I'm okay with. I don't care.
2: He definitely comes off as kind of a tool. Um Auburn played Akron, and uh, we have uh, some good takes from Reddit. Auburn fans, uh, one guy, not to overreact, but we're going to win the Super Bowl, and the first <laughs> response is and the World Series. So you can uh, you should be able to figure out roughly how that game went.
1: Yeah, Akron. Uh, some said Akron was like the one of the worst teams in college football this year.
2: Akron has won one game in the last two years.
1: Well,
0: well, well.
2: Yeah. Goes so, Yeah, I mean it's they're bad, bad. So I mean Auburn's offense looked good. Bonix looked like an actual quarterback like there like he's supposed to. Um so yeah, it's a little bit encouraging if you're an Auburn fan, but it's very much a wait and see mode. I mean Right. A, a lot of teams would be expected to beat them by 50, so it's kind of Hard to tell what that means.
1: How did, uh, oh, go ahead, finish your list in the last,
2: uh, yeah. Penn State, Wisconsin was, uh, Georgia Clemson, but not quite as high quality. Um, yeah, I remember watching that game, wondering if anyone would ever score. Um, Florida beat Florida Atlantic and has a quarterback controversy, except if you ask Dan Mullen, who will definitely pretend like he doesn't know what you're talking about. Um, LSU lost at UCLA, which uh, gives us some that. phenomenal social media because walking into the stadium, there's a fan heckling Coach O. Yes. And Coach O says, come on down here with your sissy blue shirt. <laughs> and, then, and then after the game, of course, UCLA wins. So UCLA Twitter account gets online and it's like, you know, they show that clip of, uh Cocho saying that and then it cuts to a bunch of players wearing their powder blue jerseys dancing in the locker room and stuff like that. Yeah. Ah. And then Classic. they already started like marketing and branding this. I think they were selling UCLA powder blue shirts that said like sissy blue and then like had the score on it or something like this. Ugh, so Cocho Cocho hey, might be unemployed. So, he's just trying to get into that marketing game. He's trying to put mm-hmm. some feelers out mm-hmm. for future jobs. He was, already,
1: he was already hired by UCLA's marketing team. He didn't even know it. Yeah. Hey,
2: we told you that him, him and
1: Dan... didn't a check.
2: Didn't we, say, didn't we say a week ago that him and Dan Mullen That's were true. hot seat adjacent? That's true. And they are getting closer and closer to the hot seat.
1: I watched a lot of this game, and then I read a couple articles about it, and some people said that... Some people said that he, he actually would may not be on that hot of seat because it looked like UCLA's team was just better.
2: <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of season left to play out. Right. So you go win a couple big sec games and that hot yeah. seat goes away. Yeah. Um, you know, we but were right talking about this. Kind of
1: good,
2: yeah. Yeah. We were talking about this the other day and like, I'm not surprised at all. They lost this game. I didn't see a lot of UCLA against Hawaii and Hawaii is not that good, obviously, but UCLA pushed Hawaii around, which is what you're supposed to do. If you're a good team, and you play like a lower level team, you should be able to just blow them off the line of scrimmage and push them around and do whatever you want. Well, that's what UCLA did. So it's like, okay, they're a pretty functional, solid team. They had already played a game, right? The coaches always say, oh, your biggest improvement is week one to week two. Well, LSU had it. UCLA has. So that's an advantage. The game's at UCLA. That's a little advantage. LSU's in the middle of whatever Ida hurricane nonsense that interrupted all kinds of travel and practice schedules. Mm-hmm. So you've had a lot of like little advantages for UCLA, and it's not a shock. It, and I'm not trying to take anything away from UCLA. They played really well. I, it doesn't bother me at all for LSU to lose that game and Cocho to get on the hot seat. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it to me it doesn't really if I thought LSU was an eight or nine win team before the season, well then now maybe it's more of an eight win cause they didn't happen to win this game. Right. But I don't think they're going to be like a five or six win team and really right. Super struggle, but they got a lot of games left though. You got Alabama and A&M and Florida. And if you know, Auburn is actually good. Like LSU could lose a lot more games in a hurry. You start losing a couple more close games and and then he's in trouble.
1: I I forgot to mention this player take from Georgia Clemson take. Zamir White. Oh, gosh. After the win, he posted a picture of him trucking a dude, which I will say the truck was very impressive. It reminded me of playing a video game. He trucked a dude late in the game. (laughs) It's a picture of that. His caption is if I wanted to play with kids, I'd have my own. (laughs) Yeah, that (laughs) was brutal. Ah straight brutal he, had,
0: he did take the caption down later which i'm Probably sure some, bond, some one of the coaches was like come on zamir we, we're not gonna give them bullets and board material especially in the high probability that we yeah, would we have replayed. to play them again in a playoff yeah so yeah that's true <laughs> oh did we? Did we uh, are you did you have any more games to go through scott
2: uh let's see iowa indiana indiana threw a bunch of pick sixes uh, There you go. Washington, yeah. Montana. We mentioned that big goofy check game. And uh, <laughs> Texas Texas actually looked like they were supposed to against no, a pretty they good the team supposed to beat. Louisiana team. And they beat them by more than they're supposed to, right? Like Louisiana yeah. is actually pretty decent. And you know, let's not forget, they beat Iowa State to open the season last year, right? So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Go. Yeah. Go. Long go big horns.
1: I don't go big horns, Justin.
0: baby. Do we
1: have a take that unites us? Because I, if you do, Justin,
0: uh, there was one in the Discord.
1: Um, is it the if it's not the Jeff Collins thing? I want you to read that before doing it. I the think one, it might have been. Oh, it was I, the
2: Peter
0: Burns one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, afraid we.
1: We jumped the gun.
0: Oh, yeah. It could right. be this
1: Jeff Collins one.
0: Which one was that? Is that the one about the from CFB Reddit? Yes. All
1: Jeff right, Collins, this is the coach of Georgia Tech. New coach. Of
0: Tech. All right. We have a... I'm going play, play to play that sweet, sweet uniting anthem. ba 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 In these troubling times, when the bonds we all share are threatened to be torn asunder by the quick takes, the hot takes, the medium-rare takes, and the takes that are doomed to be deleted on Twitter tomorrow. We need a sports take to bring us back together. Now more than ever, these are the takes that unite us. All right. So this came from Reddit CFB, uh, their Twitter account. That whole, that whole subreddit's pretty great, but the Twitter's awesome. They, they do post the highlights. So as you mentioned, Georgia Tech had a big check game to uh, Northern Illinois, who went 0-6 last year. Go Huskies, getting your first big win of the year. Uh, Tech fans are not very thrilled with Jeff Collins right now. If you go on Sting Talk, which is like their uh, basement dweller uh, page, you can get a lot lot more harsh takes on that. But uh, here, here comes a Reddit user named The General Specific. He says, four more years. And another tech fan said, let me guess. We can't afford to buy him out either. Talking about Jeff Collins, who did get like a seven-year contract, if I'm not mistaken. <sighs> and then General Specific reply back, "Bingo." And then a Michigan fan jumped in, and said, "Wait a minute. You're all engineers. You could all buy him out." Just funny. That's like, you know, for those of you, ah, everyone who listens to this podcast, you probably know what Georgia Tech's fan base is like. They they're a little, they can be a little bit hoity-toity. Sometimes they like to remind everyone that they're smarter than the rest of us and they'll probably make more money being uh, being hell's being a hell of an engineer as their fight song goes to which uh, another georgia tech responded or incredibly cheap engineers <laughs> and that's probably a that's a very succinct description of what's going on with georgia tech football the last 30 years like okay you're in atlanta your alumni base is very wealthy you also have a rich tradition in football. How come you guys don't seem to give much of a shit right now? It's like, well, that's the, that's the problem. You just, you just pointed it out. We don't.
1: I do, I do tend to agree with what Kevin said about it. You do have to admire the fans' self-awareness. <laughs>
2: yeah, they, they know their lane. They understand. Slow at, lane. Least
1: they, at least they understood there was a buyout. There's a lot of fans who are like, fire him. Fire him now. Why it's still here? Well, Not the big fans sound like that.
0: The mood shifted really quickly in the later years of Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson was kind of a an admit was kind of a know your lane kind of hire. Like we don't expect to compete with Georgia or Alabama or Clemson anymore these days. So we need a guy who can work with a really bad talent pool and maybe coach him up a little bit. So you get this guy who coaches Pop Warner style football and it works, right? He gets about eight wins a year, which is probably, which is more than Chan Gailey ever got or George O'Leary. And those guys actually recruited some NFL caliber athletes like Calvin Johnson, you know? So I think they got tired of that. You know, that's not really a fun style of football to watch, nor is Paul Johnson, a fun human being to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. That part hurt him a lot. Just no personality. Mm-hmm. So you get Jeff Collins, who uh, he has a background in football, but he seems to be way more interested in the uh, marketing and branding aspects of the game right now. And he's mm. always, he's like, gosh, their social media accounts so weird. They They hired some big time graphic design artist to come and work for their program. And they had a post just about him, like he was an assistant coach getting hired. And they have these gosh, he does hire like these marketing guys and they're they're trying to it's not quite moneyball, it's like I don't know. It's like moneyball meets mad men. That's what's happening at Georgia Tech football program right now. It it's very fun to watch for me personally, but holy cow, is it not paying off on the field? Well so.
1: let's see in year two or three now. Yeah. Hey,
2: so speaking of uh 404 for the culture team Waffle House. Did y'all see this latest Waffle House fight video?
1: No. <laughs> this Waffle
2: House on Buford Highway. You got some people in there just kind of arguing or whatever. No, no fisticuffs. And uh, a Waffle House employee comes and kind of drags one guy away from it, you know, to kind of de-escalate stuff. And that guy takes a swing on the Waffle House guy and the Waffle House guy just tunes him up, just goes to town.
1: Oh, just, do not! The,
2: yeah, the the, oh, audac- yeah. the audacity of swinging at a dude that works at Waffle House and thinking that that dude isn't just ready to throw down like twenty four seven. Yeah, you
0: don't catch hands with a line chef at Waffle
2: House. That guy's got
0: he'll
1: he'll like, scatter he'll <laughs> scatter you and smother you. Right, like good. Like, it's literally
2: what he's getting paid for here, people. <laughs> yeah. This is a professional fighter. Gosh,
0: y'all! Yeah, you have to be to work in that environment. For sure. Man, going back to the whole check thing, though, I think Jeff Collins, if he has to, not only should he have to, like, give a giant ass check to uh, oh. whoever beats him, I think he should have to put on a cook smock and make hash browns, since he is, like, Captain 404, you know, Waffle House, the official head coach of Waffle House. I think that Well, then he has be. to
1: do that. He has to do it on a sideline where they do all their workouts, too. Oh, I've that, <laughs> Um that's that's so
0: great. It has been the take the
2: United.
1: I got a feeling that this weekend um there's gonna be some more takes. But what is the big game this weekend? Is it really Iowa Iowa State? So you have Iowa uh Oregon and Ohio
2: State play.
1: Oh that's not bad. Oh
2: yeah, so that's a good one. And then yeah, Iowa, Iowa State, which is Always kind of like a kooky, crazy game and a rivalry game. So mm-hmm. definitely one worth watching. Those might be the only two top 25 matchups. Yeah, I think so. I mean, lots of other games will be interesting. It's You're college right. football. You have a billion games.
1: You don't need a good So you end up with some good takes, ones. Anyway. Always. You
2: know,
1: always. Do,
0: do, y'all wanna, do we have – how much time uh, do we have Pittsburgh, left? Pittsburgh is favored
2: at Tennessee. So, that'll no be fun. No
0: surprise there. No surprise there for me. Texas at
2: Arkansas. Preview. Uh, throwback of an old rivalry, rivalry slash preview to a new future rivalry. Uh, Missouri yeah. and Kentucky play. Fighting to see who can, you know, get standing in the conference. That's about that, it.
1: That'll be an interesting game in my opinion. Yeah. All yeah, right, y'all.
2: All right. Play us out.
0: Play us out. Thank you again for listening to Let Them Eat Takes. Fuck it.